who will survive? And welcome to the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas. With me is Eric Sanchez. How's it going, Eric? It's going good. It's going good. How about you? Have you felt the heat? SummerSlam Uh, heat? Of course I have. And the heat returned today. It It was hot as hell yesterday. Oh, man. It was brutal. And then it stormed last night. But either way, it was it was too hot. It's supposed to be nice tomorrow, though. Anyway. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, usually when it rains, it drops about 20 degrees, but not today. Maybe that's tomorrow. Yeah. This week, with all the summer and weather talk, we're going to be talking SummerSlam 1996, which we'll talk a lot about the show now, which is like weird it is at a time when the wrestling world is a month removed from the official formation of the new world order in WCW. and The business is down, brother. Maybe in the, in the WF it is, but not in uh, the WCW. Anyway, it's a, it's about to be. We got a lot to talk about with this show, and a lot with me as a fan during '96. We'll talk a lot about it this week on the PPW podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, we really appreciate you. And if this is your 150th time listening, appreciate that too. You can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. All of our past podcasts are for free in the archives. Just search in your favorite podcast app, Positively Processing Podcast. We'll be there for new shows and old shows. They're all in there for free for you to listen to. Anything going on in your world, Eric? Any fun wrestling stuff? You? And I just been watching some more Dynamite. Mm-hmm. I saw some clips from last night. I printed up some, or I ordered some, like background prints so I can, you know, pose my figures for Figure Friday. And sure, uh, you know, just just doing my old wrestling thing every week. Just it's still a topic I'm passionate about. It. <laughs> yeah, like playing with your toy. Any purchases or sales lately? I know you were selling some stuff. Um, I sold a couple of pop figures, nothing wrestling related. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got, well, I guess I haven't really posted. I got a Zelina Vega. Mm-hmm. I got the Alistair Black. I got the Vader. I broke down and got that one because I don't know. It's a good I want one. A, I, wa- I want a Vader, so I just went with that one. I mean, I really want the other one the, the, with the red and the black. Yeah. Like the, the, where he had Big Van Vader and then there was nothing on it in WCW. But, you know, I'll, just, I'll settle for this one because it does come with the Mastodon. I think the other ones did too, but this one came with it. So I'm like, well, I'm going to spray paint it, make it look like a little bit more legit than the black. Um, oh, I got the new Carmella, like the summer. I think it's SummerSlam Carmella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm still collecting. I'm still watching. Yeah, still in. Still watching old stuff. Yeah, I'm in. S- still in. Yeah, yeah. And we're gonna you're gonna go to AEW Rampage and yeah, and hope sure that are. CM Punk's there. <laughs> Well, we're going to the one for All Out Week, but they just announced yesterday on Dynamite that AEW Rampage August 20th will be at the United Center. Damn, all right, that's good. And then Darby (laughs) Allen teased facing the best in the world at Mm -hmm. that show. So who knows? Lots of teases. 
we'll see. Dynamite or Rampage is their kind of their B show. It's going to be on Friday nights at like nine or ten o'clock. So yeah, should be interesting to see what's up with that. It's fun to watch. There's been a lot of death match talk on Twitter lately. Uh, I, I checked out the Game Changer pay per view with on Fight, the main mm-hmm. event with Matt Cardona versus yeah. Nick Gage, and like I was, I just said it, and I'll keep saying it. Death match wrestling is just not for me. I, I get it. it. It's, it's not for me, but it's interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. J- just the danger, and it's it's real. <laughs> it is, but it is, but it can be. And there's light tubes, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's kind of like a horror movie where the, not showing the stuff is worse than actually seeing it. Like your brain puts together yeah. what it could be. Like mm-hmm. when Nick Gage is stabbing people in the head with the broken end of a light tube, you're thinking, "Oh, this could happen," and blah blah blah. And, I don't know. I, I I respect the heck out of like it, and I'm super happy that places like Game Changer exist uh, in AIW out of Ohio just because it's cool that there's more wrestling to watch for people and right. it's like an alternative. But did you you didn't watch Dynamite last night, did you? No, I I was uh, forgot what I was doing last night. Well, either Anyways, way, I didn't watch it. So Jericho Gage was the main event in a death match, and I couldn't believe this was happening on national TV. And yeah, I saw Nick clips Cage of that. Wrestling. So it, it was crazy to see. And next week, Hooventude's coming back. <laughs> I hope he wears his damn mask. <laughs> he, well, the Jericho took his mask. One of my favorite rock lines ever is from, I don't know when it was, whenever Jericho came to the WWE, and the rock's like, you think you impressed the rock by taking the mask off some guy named Hooventude? <laughs> Just well, he's been stuff. wrestling with the mask, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, it's been fun to watch all that stuff. And then to watch this show, the SummerSlam 96 show, which was, there's a lot that happens in this show. And it's such a weird point in the WWF because Shawn Michaels is the champion. And he is clearly head and shoulders above everybody else on this card as far as wrestling goes and as far as persona and everything. Mm -hmm. It was just, I have a lot of fond memories of the show. And I was watching it. I didn't know why because it's not that great. Uh, when I was watching it, I remember this was a big renter. I rented the shit out of this tape. It was an I've, always, ne- I've it was never seen this one. Oh, really? Ever? Never, never. Oh, man. I never it. watched. I never ordered it. I never rented it. <laughs> I never watched it. I'd hear about uh, Big Van Vader, or not, I guess it's Vader, yeah. uh, against Michaels, and he me- he messed up a spot, and Michaels kicks him in head. Like, I've seen clips of stuff like that. And Move! <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what Michaels wanted to do, but I guess we'll get into that. So, Summer 76 took place. At, they keep gushing over this, how the Gund Arena in Cleveland, the new Gund Arena, it's magnificent. I, don't, I think they have a new arena now in Cleveland, but around 17,000 uh, for this pay-per-view, August 18th, 1996. Mm-hmm. This is the lowest buy rate pay-per-view ever <laughs> for SummerSlam. <laughs> it's got 157,000 buys the year before Headlined by Diesel versus King Mabel beat it at 205,000. So Michaels did really improve the house show business for the WWF when he was champion over Diesel. Like that went up a ton and I can see that mm. kind of wanting to see these spectacular matches Michaels is having. But I looked at that and got kind of sad. I was like, oh man, that's a terrible buy rate. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, Rumble 89 well, what did about, better than uh, that. Like, you know, what about uh, post pay-per-views? You know, you, you rented it a million times. How many people rented it? You know? I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Well, you don't need the numbers. I'm just saying. Just an example. Like, I'm sure a lot of people watched it other than who ordered it. I, I suppose so, but I just would assume it was a little bit more than that. 
Yeah, and this time I was out of wrestling. I was barely even watching it. If I did, it might be like a half. But hour. this is the form of the like. Did you get right back in right after the NWO formed? Because they're they're mm, just started. Yeah, a little bit after that. Okay, and then I started seeing that, and I'm like, well, how did this originate? And then you know they would show. Sto- I, I remember buying a tape at. Uh, I think it was Warehouse on LaGrange, Warehouse Music. Yeah, I remember that place. Because <laughs> I was in there and I, I bought an NWO tape. and Well, that was probably post-everything. But you know, I never really knew how it formed. I, I'd see different, I guess, in magazines because the internet wasn't really that popular then mm-hmm. or that uh, accessible or content wasn't there. Right. Yeah, probably in magazines I'd, I'd find out how it originated or I'd hear stories. And But when I got into it, it was a lot cooler after like six months later. Mm-hmm. It, it really picked up. I mean, me, 96, this is summer 96, uh, so I guess I'm going into sixth, sixth or probably sixth or uh, seventh grade, sixth grade, whatever it is. Yeah. And I'm really into wrestling at this time. Yeah, I was into wrestling at that at that, that, at that time, too. Like, junior high, going yeah. to junior high. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was also the defender of the WWF, no matter how bad it was, in yeah. class, and everyone's the new cool toy was WCW and I was not, I'm not having it. I was all for, you know, WWF. Yeah. So watching this, I, I liked it. This has a, this, this show ends very, very strongly. I would mm-hmm. say as, as we'll, well get through, throughout, it. throughout the whole thing, you know, I'm looking at just hearing different stories about say like Mark Merrow or, mm-hmm. um, Mark Henry uh, debuts kind of, <laughs> Yeah, uh, what's that? Uh, Leaf Cassidy, like the yeah. new rockers. Like I, I'd heard about him, and I probably saw him. I'm like, oh, this sucks. This sucks. It, mm-hmm. That was my high school attitude. Everything sucked. <laughs> um, but watching it back, I'm like, it's it's not bad. It's it's better than what I interpreted it as or thought it was. I mean, it's wrestling. It's yeah. It's it's got Al Snow as, as one of the members of the new rockers. Not much mm-hmm. to complain about. Yeah. It's, the show starts off with a montage saying that it's about monsters. Mankind's a monster. Vader's a monster. Kind of a weird intro to the pay-per-view. They haven't really gotten the hang of being really good at these intros yet. Yeah. And then we go live to the spectacular Gundarina in Cleveland, mm-hmm. presented by Stridex. Remember Stridex? Yeah, and even the sponsor like makes me makes me think that this is geared towards, you know, like teenagers. Mm-hmm. I think I, I didn't have, I was pretty lucky as a kid. I never really had acne. I you know, everyone had pimples every once in a while, but I never really had anything bad. Yeah. And I just remember my mom, my mom to buy me like Stridex because it was sponsored by <laughs> WWF. And she's like, yeah. what? No, I'm not buying you this. So, but I need funny. it, mama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm pretty sure they were just alcohol pads that just made your skin burn. Did you ever use yeah. them? A couple times. My sister had them, and then I had a couple pimples. I'm like, oh, I'll try these, because she had them here. Yeah. And yeah, it burned. <laughs> it doesn't do it. It just rips your skin apart. Yeah. Uh, Did recent... your sisters have them? No, my sister had the Clearacel. She was, like, used the cream, not the things. Gotcha. And recently, though, I had a, uh, a like, a, I guess, like, a pimple was like, on my neck, because I'm sure just oil and stuff from there from not shaving for a few days or whatever. Yeah. So I was like Googling how to get rid of it quickly. And like, <laughs> someone, well, someone recommended these clear cell pads uh-huh. and I was like, okay, I'll see if they work. And I went to target and bought it and wiped it. I'm like, oh man, these are just Stridex pads. It's taking me back <laughs> to being a kid for That's the record. It, it worked. It made the redness go down a ton. So yeah. whatever they did, whatever product they used uh, has gotten better. So mm-hmm. it was just all of the time is this Stridex stuff. And the commentary team, Vince McMahon, Jim Ross, and Mr. Perfect 
Mr. Perfect, I think, is a pretty good color guy. I, was, I, yeah. I didn't mind Yeah, he him. is. JR is kind of not no I don't, he's the analyst i guess because vince is kind of play-by-play but jr is too kind of a weird three-man booth i'd have been fine with just perfect and jr yeah i would have been fine with perfect and uh yeah i guess jr i mean i like vince's over the top you know commentary because mm-hmm. it's, your... it's it's still like at this time still kind of vince who's your favorite commentary team or trio whatever it is of all time um bobby and monsoon i think me too i mean monsoon and monsoon and ventura is very good but i just think bobby and gorilla are great they're just so great so our opening matchup is savio vega versus owen hart and every time i see savio i always think of stone cold's like well you know me, savio me my favorite opponent <laughs> just like why how how is that possible his hands outspread that's just the way it was <laughs> <laughs> right it's i like, speak speaking of that I, I can't even tell you how many times he did that i was watching his uh yeah, podcast in, uh, with nash with, yeah with nash I'm oh like, my god and just the way they were going back and forth and Stone Cold almost spits his beer out. But yeah, your hands back all the time, leaning all the way back in his chair. <laughs> it was awesome. It's like, we had a Honda CR2. We drove from the back seat. <laughs> and this big, big man comes climbing out. Here he keeps coming. He keeps coming out. And then Kevin Nash is just like, he's just, it's a fascinating guy to listen to talk where he's just yeah. talking about, he's like, you know, he's like, what, if I, $3 million is wealthy. He's like, you know what? $3 million, That's all I need. I don't need new wheels on my cars. I drive a 95 Bronco. You drive a 96 we're, we're, Bronco. We're, we're both Bronco guys. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck says Bronco guys? Nash, baby. <laughs> we're just Bronco guys. And then he's like, you know, when we were WCW, we had a deal where you paid for the gas, I paid for the beer. I got screwed on that deal. <laughs> That's just the way it was. You know how it is. <laughs> Up and down the roads, book book of the territories, put yourself on top. I mean, they were in WCW together at the time, when neither of them were anything. So it's just right. hilarious. These two guys have like this crazy friendship based off of this time in WCW. Yeah. Anyway. I, I, I like seeing them together. Yes. Anyway, back to Savio and Owen Hart. Owen Hart's doing the gimmick with the cast mm-hmm. where it's not really broken, which, by the way, I think it's been long enough where someone can do that again, have the yeah, fake broken I, arm. I like it. Me too. And it's all gross and nasty. Everything smells. He's got to <laughs> check it in places. And The part at the end where he t- slips it off and busts Vega in the face, like I wish the ref wasn't right there looking at it. Yeah, he kind of screwed it up. Yeah. He's still got the win. This match... I, th- I figured the crowd would have been more into it, but they weren't. It no. was okay. and I, Ve- I Vega wasn't over. No, he wasn't. As much as they wanted him to be, he just wasn't over. He was yeah. kind of over at one point, but he never was. This was not a good opening match. No. I would say. Maybe people were still filing in. <laughs> Maybe. Or at the Stridex booth or something like that, getting some samples. That's right. But Owen Hart gets the win here, and I, I do wish someone would steal the, the cast move. I'm trying to think who now could do it. and in WWF, Sami Zayn, maybe. I could see him doing that. Like, oh, my arm's actually broken, then slips oh, yeah, it off. Yeah. He, he, would be, he would be awesome at that. Yeah, let's do, let's, let's do it. Next up, we've got uh, Bradshaw. Post-match Bradshaw comes up, but he's John Hawk Bradshaw with yeah. Zeb, like Zeb Coulter or whatever. Uncle and, Zebekiah or Zebediah. And he's talking about, he's like, we're going to send him back to the island of Puerto Rico. I'm like, this is just kind of a weird, random, racist thing to come out from Bradshaw. Like, what the hell's yeah. going on? Well, that's, that's, uh, that's Zeb Coulter. He always had that immigrant stuff. I guess, but 
John Hawk Bradshaw or Justin Hawk Bradshaw, whatever his name was. He's an idiot. Yeah. See, this is the thing. Like, I look back on this now, like, knowing who he is now. But at mm-hmm. the time, like, he was a nobody. I'm like, this guy sucks. He still sucks. <laughs> no, I think he's good. But he was anyway. good in the APA, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's where my love for him grew. But then yes. seeing him as JBL and JBL I don't sucks. Know, the clothesline from hell. I mean, it was still the same moves, but I he liked does, him. He does give a hell of a clothesline. We'll give him that. And then we go backstage. Uh, Todd Pettengill's in the boiler room who sees Mankind who cuts a really creepy promo. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird watching these Mankind things now because you we knew it at the time. Like this was the character we were watching. But now we know Mick Foley is kind of this well-spoken, thoughtful right. guy. And you see him going, you know, making animal squeals and talking about these terrible, yeah, this, creepy this things. This is my... I, I was upset that he didn't come in as Cactus Jack. But then when I started listening to him doing this, like I really believed he was crazy and doing the pig squeals and that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. just the way he, his cadence of talking was like, I loved it. <laughs> like, I like this guy. Good times. Yeah. All right. And then we go to the next segment, which is the tag team match in a weird rules tag match. We got the New Rockers, mm-hmm. which is Al Snow and Marginetti. On. Kind of Leaf Cassidy. Leaf Cassidy. Cassidy. Kind of related. Or- Orange Cassidy's dead. I recently rewatched season one and season two of Tough Enough yeah. on uh, Peacock because they added them. And I remember watching both of them and they were pretty cool because I don't have that clear memories. I don't really remember what happened other than who won. Right. Watching these guys train, like some of the wrestlers train, they're doing bumps just smashing their heads on the mat. Like these kids should not be taking body slams and hip tosses and all that. It's clearly concussion city. Right. It, it was great. And uh, I think I think they got it right the first season, maybe even in Nydia. I think they got it right with those winning. So if you want to watch something that still holds up, first two seasons are tough enough. Good stuff. And then season two, Bob Holly's in there. And it's pretty good too. And the one thing I was thinking about watching that seasons of tough enough was big stars came. Kurt Angle came. Stone Cold Steve Austin came. Can you imagine if you're a wrestler on the road and it's like, hey, you got to stop by this house and shoot this MTV show or whatever. <laughs> like, what the hell? I got one day off. I got to go visit these asshole kids. Right. No wonder they're all mad. Yeah. <laughs> they're supposed they're supposed to be spending time at home or with their wives or whatever. And they got to go meet up with, you know, Jake Robinson. Yeah. And, and Triple H comes. He's like, yeah, goes tired. Yeah. It's been tough so far. Who gives a <laughs> shit? He talks about the Goldberg. He finds like a Goldberg poster in the room, in like one kid's room. He's like, Goldberg, yeah, I like Goldberg. He's cool. Too many can't go. Two minutes in a match. I hate Goldberg. He like some rants about Goldberg. He's just weird. Speaking of the tough enough, I, I mean, we're totally just all over the place. It's okay. Today. This is an all over show. But I, but I was watching. It was a clip from a tough enough, and they were in the ring, and they were doing a flat back bump. And Triple H is like, "You know, do a flat back bump." This uh, this dude drops back. He's wearing shorts. Yeah, yeah. And uh, his legs kind of go up like in a in a baby diaper change position. If, if anybody knows <laughs> that, so his legs go up. And Triple H is like, "Yeah, that wasn't bad." He's like, "Just so you know, your balls hanging out." <laughs> <laughs> the guy he's like you got a hole in your shorts and your nuts hanging out <laughs> so the guy looks down at his shorts i don't know if it was real or not because i couldn't see anything but you're looking for he, nuts he just deadpan says like your nuts hanging out <laughs> <laughs> anyway back to SummerSlam. Yeah. the new rockers who are wearing kind of like a psychedelic malibu stacy barbie doll style yeah that, I mean, that's a good description yeah Malibu Stacy, <laughs> and then they take, and then the Body Donnas, which are apparently faces now because Sonny left them, 
Uh, then the Godwins, who I love the Godwins Titantron is just pigs running. Like their video yeah. board, they're just pigs. I don't care what anybody says. I love the Godwins. Do you love good guy Godwins or heel Godwins? I don't care. I mean, I just, I don't think there was really much of a difference. <laughs> well, the heel Godwins were like deliverance, like creepy style, like squeal piggy. Yeah, I like both. Okay. And then the Smoking Gums come out with Prime. This this may be like my top Sunny version. Eh, maybe. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the way Sunny came out in this is like, oh, She's my She's got the goodness. cowboy boots, the, you know, the, the Daisy Dukes, the hat. Oh, man. She should have dropped that poster or whatever that was that she dropped well, at the end of the match. Well, this well, outfit. Yes, we'll get to that. So this match happens, and it's a four-way for the tag titles, but the it, it's a weird rule where you can tag anybody in the match mm-hmm. even if they're not in yeah. the team so it gets to one point where the smoking guns are tagged in together and they're like oh they have to fight like they're, i'm like why would they do that even with the rules why wouldn't they just get disqualified like why would they fight each other right i get like trying to do something different but it's just weird Imagine- i think they go to i think they go to tag the godwins and they jump off the apron <laughs> so they're they're still standing there yeah and, like, the smoking guns is end up winning this match which is really nothing special it's like a like a C minus. It's fine. It's just a match. And I, I like I like the bad guy uh, smoking guns. I mean, Billy yes. Gunn is such a dick. Like I love it. <laughs> yes, I, we get some more smoking guns in a minute on some montages around Cleveland. But post match, Sunny is celebrating, you know, with her tag team champion smoking guns and saying, "I talking about how there's cellulite and all the women in the crowd, and I'm going to mm-hmm. give you something to look at." And they, like you said, a big poster dropped from the ceiling. It just turned like a... It's conservative sunny. Respectable outfit. A little bit of cleavage, but nothing crazy. Rick Rude is probably rolling over. He's like, what the hell? Why would Rick Rude be rolling over? Because she's doing the whole, you know, you fat slobs. This is what a real woman looks like. (laughs) He's not dead yet at this point (laughs) in 96. Well, I didn't say rolling over in his grave. Maybe he's rolling over on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) He's rolling over in his couch. You think he's watching? Uh and then post-match, we, like I mentioned, we go to Vince and the announce table and he talks about all the events that were done around Cleveland this week to promote SummerSlam. There's a weird, I guess there's a new transit system in Cleveland they're promoting. Mm-hmm. And the Godwins are going to take the train. And that's the best way to get to the Gundarina. The smoking guns are going to take a horse and carriage with Suddy. And the only oh, I, keep, ooh, give me the horse and carriage. <laughs> well, all they keep talking about, the Godwins on the train, like, this is air-conditioned, it's nice. They just keep talking about how it's air-conditioned. Well, they're from the south. They, they live in cabins. Or so should forts. they have gone on the horse and carriage? <laughs> no. I mean, you gotta you got to put them in a different element than what they're used to. Is that the point of this segment? I don't know. It, it probably was. I mean, it made it fun to see. Like, oh, man, look at this guy. Appreciating first world uh, accommodations. The Godwins end up winning the race to the Gundarina. And then Sonny and the Guns are like, they cheated, they cheated. Well, you're in a horse and carriage. But I think they Mm -hmm. had a better ride. And then we go to Jerry Lawler, who's at the Cleveland Indians game, just making a bunch of terrible jokes. Then they put him up in the the cheap seats. Like, I got nosebleeds up here. What are we doing? And all that stuff. And this, I feel like, could have been better. It wasn't anything special. Yeah, I mean, it was classic mid-90s. you know, we're not going to break five, down the segment five, anymore. Five, five minute segment, kind of. I think yeah. this is. I think the segment used to be where they would take like um, pauses or what do you call that in the middle? Intermission. Of the yeah, intermissions. I don't even know if this is an intermission. 
but the show wasn't it was under three hours, so I don't yeah. think there was an intermission. Next up, we have the British Bulldog versus Psycho Sid, and I have on my notes here. This is kind of like this is like a random Jack's class or Jack's Bone Cruncher two pack match. You get at Toys R Us <laughs> or KB Toys. Like, all right, I guess I'll take Sid and the British Bulldog. You know, it's like one you wouldn't buy, but you right, would take the, it as a gift. There's like twelve of them on the pegs. Yeah, you you would take it as a gift, and <clears throat> I'm, I wonder if there is that. Like, if there is a Sid Bulldog <laughs> Bone Cruncher two pack, if there is, I might yeah. have to get it. Sid is crazy over here. He's back, and we know he eventually wins the title in November from Michaels in 96, but Sid's crazy over. Bulldog is coming off of losing title shots to Michaels from In Your House and King of the Ring, so nothing really great for him. He's just here just to take on Sid, and Sid's a good guy, and Jim Cornette is Bulldog's manager, but not really. I don't know. I was just very confused by all this, and... I don't remember this feud. I don't even know if it was a feud. It was just a reason for Sid either. to get a win. See, this is this is another thing that I missed. I never knew he was a good guy. After the whole blue tights, Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. you know, good guy guy. But I just, I was like, I was happy. Like all these people are Sid, Sid. He got their signs and he's just, he's just hamming it up. Like yeah, I like they, this Sid. They know Sid. They like that. They like Sid. I like Psycho Sid. Good guy Psycho Sid. He Sid wins. Justice. Yeah. He wins with a choke slam and the power bomb. Mm-hmm. Crowd just crazy over, and then what's his name? Vladimir is in the front row. Super fan, pumped yeah, I up. Saw that fist pumping. He made it it's there. Like he's, he's number. He's always number one. Mm-hmm. Naturally. <laughs> <laughs> See, the ending with this is was uh, Clarence Mason was coming out. I think Clarence Mason ends up joining or siding with um, Nation of Domination. Yeah, and then he pulls Owen. I, that's where I thought this was going mm-hmm. when I saw Clarence Mason come out for Owen when Cornette didn't come out and then he comes out again for uh, Bulldog because Cornette's occupied with his, his number one guy Vader in the back so I think I don't know what happened but after this is I don't know what happened I don't think this feud's worth breaking down any more than we already have I think I summed it up perfectly with the Jack's Bone Cruncher two-pack match you that did. is on the you pegs did. at KB Toys next up we've got Gold Dust versus Mark Marrow the wild man, Mark Marrow. And you had a funny screenshot from this with the Fink checking out Sable or something. How did you <laughs> yeah. notice that? What happened? Well, I was I was on my treadmill watching this, and I was just watching it. I, I just saw Fink in the background. I'm like, wait, is he checking around? I rewound it, like the 10-second thing, and there he was. He's just staring at her ass or her boobs, whatever it was. But I'm like, I got to get a screenshot of that. So then when I finished it on my uh, computer, I went back and screenshot it. Creeping up. Just <clears throat> creeping up on him. Yeah. This- I, I, like, I like this Mark Marrow. Me too. I love the wild man, but he ended up getting hurt, and that's why he had to come back as marvelous Mark Merrill. Damn. But he he's his what's it called the wild thing, which is just a shooting star press, which you were not seeing in '96. Yeah. And he does not look like a guy that could do that either. He's not a little guy. No. And even and, this, like man's like I've never seen that before. Maybe which, he hadn't in the big time in the big world of wrestling. It's probably been done before, but you know, never on WWF. Not in the WWF world. Correct. But yeah, I really liked it. Sable was kind of, I don't know, I like Sable. And even her selling of Mankind coming out, calling yeah. her mommy, like the, the 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 terror on her face. And then I'm in, like trying to be in her mind. Like if I'm her and this big guy, hair pulled out, mass mutilated, crazy guy squealing like in my face. Like if that guy showed up on my front door or I saw him walking up my driveway and I was outside, I'd go inside. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's freaking scary. 
like, and he's I'd all dis- dis- he's all disheveled and just squealing and Bobby, Bobby. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I could see how he was, you know, a monster. Yeah. Back to the original promo from the beginning of the show. Yeah. So yeah, I was I was actually terrified for her. The or, crowd and, and with her. <laughs> the crowd wasn't into this match, even though both guys were working their asses off. This was not a great crowd. Cleveland, not a not a great look for you here at SummerSlam, but they were working their asses off. They were running. Even Merrill goes, come on, like to get the crowd into it. Yeah, they eventually fa- popped when he did the, the wild thing. But other than that, no one's really into it. No. I, mean, I, I did like the gold dust cosplayer that was kind of walking around in the first row. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Do you think that was a plant? No. He, I mean, he was walking back and forth. Okay. Gold dust ends up getting the win here, which kind of surprised me. I would have yeah. figured that. What's I would have given it to Mar- Merrill. You would have given it to Merrill? You would yeah. have had him get the uh, the big push? The big W. I mean, I don't know about a big push, but at least a win. I mean, yeah. uh, Goldust looked kind of sloppy in here. He's a little bit overweight. He's got his big bulge, like sh- like this, this the seam the of his pants pulled. Pull, he's got the seam of his pants pulled all the way to his inner thigh. He's got to pick one side. <laughs> Is that we're going to call him? We're going to call him the big bulge? I mean, if you want to. I don't <laughs> want to call him that. <laughs> but I... I, I just seeing Mero coming out in, in his physique and his the fans were behind him. And I don't think Sable was totally over more than Mero at this time. So, I mean, I would have given it to Mero. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Mero was already hurt. Speaking of already hurt, after this match, we get to see kind of a montage of Ahmed Johnson getting attacked mm-hmm. by Farouk. And they say he ruptured his kidney and almost died. I'm like, all right, well, that's pretty serious. And I love like the shot of him in the hospital. He's in the hospital with like a thermometer in his mouth, like a cartoon character. As they're, <laughs> as they're showing like his surgery. Does, does he have the heating pad on his head? Like with the, I mean, the the cold pack Maybe. that they use in New Japan, the blue one where you oh, put yeah, ice, yeah, ice yeah. and water in it. Yeah, I know like what you're cartoon. talking about. Yeah, like the, the old school one you get at Walgreens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. No, I don't think he did, but. Then they, he's doing an interview where Gorilla Monsoon says we have to strip him from the Intercontinental Championship. He understands a lot. He understands. He keeps saying, I understand. <laughs> I understand this. I understand that. I understand. I understand I have to defend it. I understand I can't defend it. <laughs> okay, so you get it. Let's just get to the next and match. It, it's the People's Champion. Yeah, this just kept going on and on. And what's funny is when I was a kid, I loved Ahmed Johnson. Looking back now, he kind of sucks. But I loved some Ahmed. <laughs> he was, I was excited when he won the IC title for Ed Goldust at King of the Ring 96. Okay. Sign me up. You weren't? Yeah, you weren't in on the yeah. Ahmed train? I really wasn't watching. So, I mean, I would see him and I could see that he was kind of, you know, a good guy and a big guy. But, you know, I never really got into a lot of the stuff in like 95, 96. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if then, I did watch something, it was probably like a Saturday uh, Saturday night, which was WCW because I was, you know, in high school or I was graduating high school and I was doing stuff. But You weren't doing anything. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Let's be real. Sit- sitting at home. Going to Circuit City or whatever you were doing. We now have Farouk and Sonny out there where Sonny's in like a classy dress this time to present her new, I guess, client, Farouk, but he's wearing kind of like Spartan-esque gear. And this is the famous Farouk with the goofy helmet, which he eventually was just lost right away. I don't remember Sonny being with him at all. I don't don't remember that. But for I don't either. But the but the close ups on Farouk, it looked to me like that helmet had duct tape on it somehow, and it just was spray painted with some shiny blue. Um, that wouldn't be an HD style prop no, nowadays. No, I don't and, think. The, and the and the trunks, you know, I, he 
to me, he looks way better in tights because he just looks weird in trunks and half his ass is hanging out. I'm like, this whole costume looks terrible. <laughs> poor, poor Farouk. We go into our next match, which is Jake the Snake Roberts versus Jerry Lawler. Mm-hmm. And my God, what a terrible feud. <laughs> it was. So Jake Roberts is legit trying to recover from alcoholism, drug abuse, and all that. So, of course, Vince says, well, pal. How would you feel if we did a storyline about this? And then Jerry Lawler's making fun of him, calling him an alcoholic. and Yeah. It's just he, terrible he, stuff. He wants to, the king comes down with a, a like a snake bag, and Jake comes out with a snake bag, and King's like, I'll trade you what's in here for what you got in there. I guarantee you'll like it. So the snake just stands back. He's like, okay, what are you, let's get this over with. King like gets a microphone or sets a microphone down, opens a bag. It's like a, a huge bottle, like a four-foot bottle of champagne. And then I, even Perfect is like ragged on him. He's like, yeah, can you see? He really wants a drink. <laughs> and then there's, and then before that, Lawler takes off his coat. He's wearing a Baltimore Ravens Vinnie Testaverde jersey because this mm-hmm. is just after the Browns relocated to Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. He's, he's trying to get heat everywhere. He is. And then he goes, look, I've got these special things for Jake. And he pulls out two bottles of Jim Beam, like two plastic <laughs> bottles of terrible Jim Beam whiskey. Mm-hmm. And I heard, and he ends up pouring it on him later in the match. And I think it was on the Jake the Snake Pick Your Poison DVD. He talks about this feud. He goes, how, like, what a dick Lawler was because they used actual booze. He's like, you could have just put, like, apple juice in here or something. You had to leave it with actual alcohols. You poured it all over me. Oh, man. And So they weren't working bottles, huh? Apparently not. And Jake eventually does get a little bit of revenge by putting the giant snake revelations all over Jerry the King Lawler. The yellow snake goes all over him. But my goodness, this was not not the best feud. And it's uncomfortable. It's kind of uncomfortable <laughs> to watch, especially knowing what happened to Jake in the coming years after this. Yeah, there was more time spent talking and just, it was just way too much. I mean, just get to the match. Like the nostalgic at the time, I knew Jake was over the hill. I knew he had his problems. He wasn't the prime Jake that I liked as a kid. But watching back with, you know, 2021 eyes watching this. I was still a fan of Jake. The music, he's coming out even though he's wearing the top. He's a little overweight, but whatever. He comes down, he's doing the uh, short arm clothesline and all that kind of stuff and going for the DDT. Like, the fans still like Jake. I mean, I just was not on board at the time, but it it should have been more of that. And then JR says at the end, he's like, that wasn't an athletic contest we just witnessed. (laughs) Like, like, okay, well, obviously. Yeah, and Jerry Law ends up winning by hitting Jake in the throat with the bottle, mm-hmm. but not a deathmatch throw, just literally the plastic. Yeah. And I think the bottles were plastic because they get kind of tossed around the ring and don't break. But, you know, just plastic bottle to the throat and Jerry Lawler wins. And then post-match as he's throwing the booze all over him, Mark Henry, who had come out to do commentary for the match, I'm guessing, this, I think he said something the next few to f- take on Jerry Lawler, kind of comes to the rescue and yeah mr purpose like, hey what are you doing out there henry i should go out there and now take care of stuff and all that but <laughs> mark this is kind of mark henry's a f- kickoff to his first real feud in, in pro wrestling which is kind of cool historically wise yeah i like that nice long career he's helping a- his buddy jake out he's an aew he's all elite mark henry and then, <laughs> then uh, when jerry lawler comes out earlier when mark henry's at the announce table he goes where's your medals henry after the olympics you didn't win any <laughs> did you i'm like oh man and then vince like oh he he got hurt he didn't he didn't do that so i guess kudos to jerry lawler for doing anything he can to get heat yeah but this was not not my cup of tea no i mean it was it was what it was 
I, I might fast forward this <laughs> next time I watch it. Yeah. And now we're going to finish strong, I think, starting with this. The Boiler Room Brawl between Mankind and The Undertaker. This is a match I think I've seen a bunch. And it's still pretty cool because it's different. Where Mankind and The Undertaker are literally wrestling in the back Boiler Room or basement or wherever they are in the arena. Mm-hmm. And I think they taped it the day before Mankind said in his book about this. It was entertaining to watch. I just think it was a little too long. Being it was in the too bag. long. It was too long. But, but I did like how it started off. The cameraman is behind Taker as he's searching for mankind. I feel like I'm in that room. Yeah, like, like a video game. It's quiet. The commentators aren't talking much, which I don't know if they should have or shouldn't have, but whatever. They weren't talking much. So I felt like I was there walking behind him and he's looking around this corner, lifting this, lifting that. And then they show the other camera where after Undertaker walks past, they come back and they show mankind creeping up behind Undertaker. So I'm like, all right, this is cool. But the whole fight, yeah, it took too long in the in the boiler room and to get out and yeah, I think they could have done that quicker coming it's, out of the boiler room. It's basically them throwing them into big giant PVC pipes a lot. That's yeah. kind of what what the entire show, what the entire match ends up being. There's some cool classic spots. Mankind jumps off the ladder or falls off the ladder that was randomly there in the back. There's the them coming out to the arena eventually. And did you notice the giant like 1997 went to Circuit City's TVs they had set up for the ringside audience to watch the, the match? Yeah, I did. That was kind of yeah. crazy. I'm like, that's kind of cool that they did that. They didn't have mm-hmm. to because they're not going to see the big basketball scoreboard straight above their head. So kudos to them. Yeah, that was so nice. TV's are probably like two grand each. It's <laughs> like, shit, this pay-per-view better, <laughs> pay-per-view better do good buys. They get the right 30, on 30, 30, 35-inch uh, JVCs. <laughs> like, you got the receipt? Go return these back. <laughs> Here, Jerry Briscoe. They, they didn't work. <laughs> they said Patterson and Briscoe and Bruce Pritchard to go return these TVs back. Yeah, all oh, these didn't mm-hmm. work. They had to go to different stores. It's like, sir, there's sweat and fake tanner all over this and some gold paint. We watched the pay-per-view. That's it's how like, it came. That's how it came. These are used. <laughs> These are used. I want my money back, you losers. Did you ever do that? Did you ever buy like something and return it? Like use it, knowing full you were going to return it? Of course. What's what's like your best one you've done? Um, Probably like a big uh, outdoor speaker system. Really? Well, yeah, because I had a party and it was like, I'm not going to spend like $800 on a system, but yeah. I'll, re- I'll rent it. <laughs> rent return it. it. <laughs> but at the time, Best Buy had a policy where you couldn't return stuff. It was open, but Circuit City didn't have that. So I you know, I did it at Circuit City. We used to, we, my friends and I would like videotape stuff all the time, just being idiots and playing pranks and each other and stuff. Yeah. And Walmart's return policy was very laxed. And my friend had a credit card for emergencies, but Walmart had a 30-day return policy, so we used his card, buy the camera, return it, use it for 30 days, return it. Did it like several times over like the couple-year <laughs> span. Yeah. Recently, my daughter had a greatest showman party, and costumes were required. I'm like, I don't want to buy a freaking costume. So I bought kind of like a strongman costume, you know, like the puffy one with the yeah. tattoo guys. It was like $38 or something. So it came in the mail. I wore it once and I, re- I bought it from Amazon <laughs> and then I returned it and I, my notes were, oh, it appears that this is used. That's why I returned yeah. it. Yeah. And speaking I, of Amazon, I've gotten some, a uh, couple of vests that I wear, 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 wear around like Christmas holidays for different events, but I'm not going to wear a vest. So I returned it. <laughs> Even like a holiday Christmas sweater. I've done that like for pictures or for like one particular event. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to wear this next year. So I just returned it. Uh, I do like your, uh, your story of the speakers from circuit city, which they're now out of business because of people like you. That's okay. 
I feel like you're uh, you're the reason. Circuit City is where I bought my first CD ever, compact disc. Yeah, I worked there for like uh, three weeks. Why'd you quit? Uh, well, we were working at Service Merchandise, and my friend, uh, I don't know if you remember this guy named Musa, uh, he went to Circuit City. He was telling me, he's like, oh, you should come, oh, you should come. The pay is better, the pay is this, the pay is that. You get all this and all that. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I put my notice in, left service, went over to Circuit City, and it was not what it was. So there, you got like a base pay. You made commissions. If you didn't make commissions, you still got your base pay. Yeah. But the base pay was like 8 bucks an hour. Uh-huh. But if the, if the next month you didn't make your $8 an hour, they took it away from you. So one month I made, or one week I made like, you know, average like $12 an hour. The next week I made like $6 an hour, then whatever. And then I realized like what was happening. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't like this. I like my standard pay. I don't want to do this commission crap because <laughs> I don't know who's going to walk in the door and who's going to buy. Now, so if, then, if someone so returns something, you get your commission taken away? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So I quit and I, you know, I talked to uh, the manager at service, Mary Ann, and I asked her, if I could come back and then her assistant, Pam, she's like, yeah, you can come back. She's like, you're still in the system. We didn't take you out. Like mm-hmm. you're still in there for 30 days. So as long as you come back, we don't have to do anything. So I came back and everything was like, I took a three week vacation. Nice. Even better. Yeah. Back to the WWF pay-per-view. <laughs> SummerSlam 96 as we took a <laughs> so detour. That's, so that's another reason probably why Circus City went out. Their, their, their employment was terrible. Yep. We are back, and eventually Undertaker and Mankind come back out to the arena, which is cool, and that's where I mentioned those TVs. Mm-hmm. And the one spot that's crazy is they're both on the apron, and they expose the floor under the mats, and Undertaker kind of pushes Mankind off of the apron. He does a flat-back bump onto the concrete. I'm like, oh, I cringed, because he didn't hold up. Mankind just threw himself onto the ground. It was pretty yeah. brutal. And the point of this match, I guess you won by taking the urn from Paul Bear, which I didn't quite understand. But it all made sense at the end when Undertaker, after that big flatback bump, goes to take the urn, and Paul Bear kind of turns away. Like, no, yeah. no. And Taker's, like, Taker's like, come on, man. Like, Dude, <laughs> give, me the, give me the damn urn. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? Come on, Paul. Let's get out of here. And the crowd kind of realizes what's happened. They go, oh, no, he's turning on him. Yeah. Mankind comes in, it's the mandible claw. Eventually, Paul Bear nails Undertaker over the head with the urn. And it, it makes like a big <laughs> dong. Yeah. <laughs> like a pretty good sound. And Mankind gets the win, and Paul Bear takes him and takes Mankind under his wing. And a new feud starts for the Undertaker and Paul Bear and Mankind. It was a pretty big moment, I'd say, for all three of those guys' careers. Yeah. I, I've seen clips of the turn. So leading up to this, like, I. I it was interesting in seeing because I knew where it was going. But then also I'm like, is this the match where he turns out? <laughs> yeah. So it was fun. It was. And then we get, it's main event time. And I don't know if the show is running over or what, but there's no real package. It's just right to the match. Vader comes out, big beefy mastodon. Shawn Michaels comes out to a really big pop. And as he's walking the aisle, some girl kind of, I guess, jumps the rail and like hugs him and kisses him. And nobody really grabs her. So I don't know if it was a plant or if she just did it and no one knew what the heck was going on. What do you think? I I don't know. I mean, I, I, maybe they were more lax back then if it was a girl. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> like, all right, sweetheart, get back over the rail. I mean, she looked like a guy like a comes reg- out there beat her up. She looked like up. a regular person. Like, it wasn't anything, like, crazy extreme one way or the other. It's like, oh, that's a person. It's a girl. Whatever. Yeah. Michaels gives her a kiss and she gives him a kiss and then she goes back to her seat. She's yeah, that's all she wanted. That's it. Now she's on pay-per-view. Yes. <laughs> she's, on, she's on the Peacock. She's on the Peacock. It was a really good match watching this one. I was blown away. Yeah, by I, 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 I liked it. 
I remember being good, but I don't remember being this good. The 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 famous spot in this match, of course, is Michael sets up Vader for the big elbow drop. And when he jumps, I'm assuming Vader is supposed to move because Michael's just lands on his feet, looks at him, and goes move, and like punches Vader right in the head. He kicks him. Oh, yeah, he kicks him right in the. Like he kicks his head, like because Vader's like on his kind of his head sideways, so the side of his head like bounces off the mat. Then he kicks him twice. <laughs> but if if Michaels put him in that position, why couldn't he hit the elbow drop? Because the the spot called for Vader to move and Michaels to I miss the know. elbow. Oh, for him to miss it. Yeah, and uh, Michaels Michaels is in midair, thinking, "Okay, I'm bracing myself to miss this elbow drop." And sees that Vader's big ass is still laying there. He gets pissed. Yeah, I mean, that's not a good improvisation. I, I would have still hit it, but I don't know. Just getting up and yelling at him, kicking him in the head, just it didn't sit, threw, threw it off the rails. It didn't sit well for you. They get <laughs> No. They get back into the match pretty quickly. They do a spot where both of them go over the top rope. Vader then press, gorilla press, slams Michaels under the railing. Vader wins by countout. And then the crowd's kind of booing, like, what a crappy finish to the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And then Jim Cornucci says, no, no, that's not how we want to win. No, 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 you big chicken. And then Michaels just says, no, so I'm going to go back there. Which is weird that you could just restart the match just because you asked to do it. I would imagine a lot of people would have do this had this authority. But Cor- Cor- Cornette, Cor- Cornette was, uh, he had a lot of pull. Apparently. Then they get back in the match. The match starts up again. Michaels is going to go at one point, go for sweet chin music where Cornette grabs Michael's ankle. Then Cornette tosses the tennis racket to Vader. <laughs> this is, My- this is one of my favorite parts of it. I've never <laughs> seen Michaels just be this much of a prick. Like he's just whipping that. So yeah, tennis so Michaels gets the tennis racket eventually. And he, like you said, he just beats the hell out of Vader with this swinging as hard as he can. And he <laughs> lost again. That's two wins for, for Vader already. Yes. And then, no, that's not how we want it. Let's we restart. We want the damn title. <laughs> Naturally, you don't want to. Vader ends up in the third now portion of this match, gets Michael set up for the Vader bomb. Then mm-hmm. Cornette tells him, no, no, go to the top rope for the moonsault. There was no way he was going to hit that moonsault. Also, so close to the corner. Before this, during this, Michael hit the sweet chip music. Vader kicked out of it. And yeah. then Vader hit the Va- the Vader bomb power bomb. Michaels kicked out. So a pretty rare occurrence in '96 of two finisher kickouts. Right. Then again, back to the Vader bomb. He goes for the moon salt. Gets pretty high. Misses the moon salt. Michaels then goes for the moon salt. Hits the moon salt. One, two, three. He is your winner and still WWF champion Shawn Michaels to end SummerSlam '96. A lot of people in the I guess retrospective said Vader should have won here and push the feud on further but it and i don't know i was fine with how it went yeah i think i mean becoming so i've heard about this this run with vader and i've probably seen a couple shows you know live at the time when i was watching that vader was there i'm like oh this is cool like i remember him being this just badass just running through people in wcw and then he runs into michaels and loses i'm like this is dumb (laughs) like he should at least won the title because he was he was the main eventer in WCW champion and all that kind of stuff, and he comes here and he's kind of like a half-ass guy, not even capable of winning a championship. Well, it seems like Sid's return kind of derailed this a little bit too, because Sid ends up winning the championship at Survivor Series, then going into the pay-per-view at Royal Rumble '97. So that yeah. kind of derails a little bit. I, I think Sid's a better champion than Vader would have been. 
But at the same time, I mean, even like a Sid Vader for a championship would been not not for one of the main four shows, you know, maybe for like an in your house or whatever it was like to kind of have that um, face off would have been cool. But I mean, things happen the way they did. Yeah, I think Michael's being the big draw in the house shows and it being his turn, being the champion, you weren't going to get a Vader. Michael's needed at least a, a decent run with the championship and he got it till he lost his smile and his knee and all that and gave up the championship right. in, De- in December of 96 in the 97 overall the last two matches i think really brought up the grade for this show for me i was probably going to be like a c i think it's going to bring this up to a solid b those two matches for this whole pay-per-view what about you um i'm probably going to keep it as at a c Mm -hmm. i I did like the four-way tag match you know more than a lot of people did um undertaker i liked when they well, got out of the, when they got out of the boiler room and then you know came out and did the wrestling mm-hmm. thing, so I like that and and the Michaels match was uh, surprisingly better than what I thought it would be. Yeah, pretty much all Michaels matches in ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven before he got hurt are pretty damn great. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not surprised you liked that tag match as we learned a couple of weeks ago. You're a big Marty Jannetty fan. He was your I guy. Marty, yeah, he was. And I was thinking at the time, like Marty Jannetty, Shawn Michaels split. Like I was, and even when we started this podcast, you know, years ago, like I didn't like Michaels. I wasn't a big fan. Really? Of his. I, I wasn't a big fan of Hogan, but going back and watching this stuff, I could see how people were fans of these guys. So that makes me change my tune a little bit. Have you changed your tune on Marty Jannetty not being as good as you remembered? No, I still like him. Cause even in this tag match, like he was good. <laughs> <laughs> so you've changed but, but, your tune on but when he when he goes to wcw he's terrible so now you like michaels and hogan yeah i mean I, i've said a lot of nice things about hogan <laughs> you used to hate him i that. did yeah i do remember them like this hogan sucks but see, then i'm like you know what i could totally see how people loved him the kids i mean me i didn't like him yeah i mean you're <laughs> too cool <clears throat> i was he well he was too corny for me i'm like yeah this guy's kind of dopey and whatever but i like to i like the rock and wrestling cartoons and i knew who hogan was i knew he was the guy but you know i think because he was the guy mm-hmm. like i've always wanted to try to find somebody that wasn't the guy like i always liked underdogs so i would pick say i don't know like you like the warrior yeah i like the warrior i like piper i liked um, mm-hmm. savage like to me savage was never like a top number one guy but he was always like number one to me yeah I mean, Savage was the champion for a year. I know, but still Hogan just kept shadowing him. Like yeah. it was always Hogan's show with what's-his-name as the champ. Hogan with what's-his-name as the champ. The <laughs> WWF story. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was fun to watch. It was a good show, and I'm glad we did because I don't know whether any other time we would have randomly done a SummerSlam 96 show. I want to do a little bit of summer theme as we summer's not over yet but it's starting to get over <laughs> before we know it i just saw a spirit halloween store pop up like oh, now boy. hiring so <laughs> it's not even august one of those distressed real estate places we've got yeah. yankee candle has announced their pumpkin or their not their pumpkin their fall flavors for the candles and their okay. scents so we gotta go stock up on those but it's coming fall's coming pumpkin beers survivor series Hell in the Cell pay-per-view in October, uh, Halloween Havoc. We got lots of wrestling fall stuff coming up, too. We do. So looking back, like, my top three moments I'm thinking of this is is uh, Vader not moving, <laughs> Sean kicking him in the head, like spraining his neck, Sonny just looking hot as yeah. woo. And, Whoa, baby. Uh, 
and the the four way tag match. I mean, <laughs> after the after the body donnas are out, like you know, it got pretty good. I liked how much of a dick badass was Billy Gunn. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not badass yet. He's smoking gun Billy Gunn. Yeah, I do think the heel smoking guns had a little more potential to go further in than they did. You know, they could yeah. have leaned away from the cowboy gimmick a little bit more and just been cocky heels. They had Sunny on yeah. their side, but. She ended up eventually leaving them and going to somebody. I, I don't. I don't have the sunny timeline in front of me, but she also she was basically whoever the tag tri- championships is who she wanted to be with. She was a gold yeah. digger, as you, as you should be. As, yeah, as the I mean, why not? With those kind of looks and that kind of uh, you know just intelligent speaking and just really good on the mic, knew mm-hmm. how to flaunt her stuff. She was she was awesome. Just she was. And number four, I'll throw in Sid being a good guy. Like I never knew that, and I'm like, oh, so this is awesome. So you're all in on, on the Sidster. Yeah. All right. Well, this was a fun chat with you, Eric. We went kind of all over the place this week on the show. But we brought it back home. As we always do. And <laughs> if you guys want to listen to a bunch of other podcasts that are all over the place, but more organized than us, but all over the place in the sense these are all kind of different subjects, check out some of our podcast buddies, which we shout out at the end of every episode because it's important to support other independent podcasters out there provide free content for everyone more often than we do our friends scott and jeff the fully posable wrestling figure podcast they just did their big san diego comic-con review show it was great great listening to that one so if you haven't checked that out yet please do they do a show each and every week check them out at fully posable our friend justin summers i mentioned aiw wrestling a little bit he does the wrestling cheers podcast so follow them for information on some aiw stuff some independent wrestling out there in ohio Eric and Barry also in Ohio. They do the Doing the Favor Wrestling podcast a couple times a week. Check them out as well. The Doing the Favor show. Our friends over at the Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling podcast. I'm a member of their Patreon now. One of the my favorite podcasts out there, period, it's become. Just I love the retro reviews, their weekly shows. Check them out at OVP Podcast and subscribe to the Patreon if you can. Really does, it really is worth it as far as I'm concerned. I always forget people. Oh, the Breaker and Bane Power Hour. Also, Breaker Side Project. You know it's fake, right? He does a bunch of cool interviews with fans and with wrestlers. Check them out. And then finally, our friend Daniel Spencer over at the Ringside Podcast. Say, finally, because we've got one more friend, Lee, from the Raw's Nitro Podcast. He did a SummerSlam 96 show. So I'm going to go back and listen to his after we just did ours to see what he thought of the show. So check him out as well at the Raw is Nitro Podcast. And then with us, you can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. You could support the show by listening and sharing with a friend. You could head to whatamaneuver.net and pick up a t-shirt, but really just listen and support us. And maybe one day we'll have enough content to have a Patreon so you guys have to pay for it, but probably not. Let's be real here. It's a struggle to get a show with you every week. It is. What are you doing this week? Anything else fun this weekend before we wrap Uh, up? I'm going to go see Jungle Cruise in a couple days. What's Jungle? Oh, the movie? Yeah. Okay. I'll give it a watch. Give it a whirl. Go sure, to the movie theater. Get sure. some popcorn. Popcorn. Yeah. Maybe get a little pizza. Pizza? <laughs> well, it's, it's, a, it's a dinner and a movie. Oh, you're not going and to Hollywood Boulevard, are you? No, we're going to uh, Imagine. Oh, that's the best theater around here for sure. Hands down. Yeah, so, so dinner and a movie. I wanted to eat somewhere before, but the lady wants to eat there. So I said, oh, she's like, let's see what the offerings are there. So I said, all right. Prefer to eat in the dark in a lounge chair? Not me. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to pay nineteen dollars for a pizza. I'd rather pay for you know, like a little serving of one pizza. Yeah, 
uh, I just I mentioned Hollywood Boulevard because that's like here sit at this desk in two office chairs and watch a movie and, and eat while there's waiters coming around you're trying to watch a movie yeah I like Hollywood Boulevard and do I you? like Hollywood yeah all right. You, well, you the, do the you. food the food is good. I mean, it's better. It's well, better it's a restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, it's, it's like better the, restaurant food than you know, the uh, the movie theaters gimmick. that you know the sizzle did, grill. Did you see SummerSlam's going to be playing at Imagine? Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. I'm not paying thirty dollars. No, it's twenty five dollars, and I I'll saw watch it that. for free on my my five dollar a month Peacock. <laughs> right. Well, you you come over here. We'll watch it outside the gazebo, and I, I get it's cool. It would be more cool if wrestling was still on pay per view, or it was like sixty five bucks to watch it. Yeah, I'm right. like, okay, we'll go. It'll be fun. But what are we doing here? Come on. I have been to UFC shows and boxing pay per view events in the theater, and it's fun. It's cool with mm-hmm. the surround sound, the big screen, but. Yeah, I'm not paying $25 to go to watch Royal Rumble. <laughs> I'm with you. But if you guys do go to that, let me know how it is. We'd we'll be curious to see if there's a lot of people there or not at that price point. Eric, anything else before we wrap up? No, I'm, I'm just looking at some uh, figures that are supposed to be coming out, and there's a Superstars line. It almost looks like um, yeah, like, like Toy Rem- Biz and mm-hmm. the, the Retros. Oh, like, did they you look kind of cool. Speaking of Toys, like, did you see the Cody Rhodes AEW LJN style figure. Uh, yeah, I did see the packaging and you, yeah. you posted it. Yeah, I yeah. Saw where it. I am on the packaging and you I'm are the poster. On that's yeah. me. Clearly, no, that's not. me. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh yeah, it is you. They gave you a call. You said, "Hey, could we use your likeness to put on this box?" You got to admit gotta, that gotta, looks yeah. that looks like my like my emoji. That's me. You got to admit it. That is you. That is you. Okay, so I bought two of them from Ringside just to <laughs> have one on card, and it comes with the posters. I got to get the poster too. If yeah, I just, ever just just tell your grandkids that that was you. If I ever meet Cody again, I'm like, hey, you know, that's me. See if he buys it. See if he believes me. <laughs> you got to wear the same shit that that guy's wearing. That's what I wear every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the same color stuff. Baseball cap, black glasses, and a beard. That's me. Although yeah. I don't have an AEW hat, so I got to get an AEW hat because that's what he's wearing yeah, in the picture. What you need. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for listening this week. I hope you guys had as much fun as we did. Follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. Follow our podcast buddies. Eric, thanks for coming on. Everyone else, we will see you next week. (laughs) 